Hello and welcome to Songs for the Struggling Artist, the blogcast. This is episode 157 and today's blog was inspired by um, a newsletter that I am subscribed to uh, about the business of being a writer. And uh, in the newsletter, it, it's, it pointed us to this kind of fun tool and I don't remember exactly how it was pitched, but it was like, oh, check this out. It's fun. You'll spend hours exploring the possibilities. Some Something sort of vague, as I recall. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll see what that is. Um, and it was this website where you plug in a word or a phrase, and then it it, it points out all of the things people search around that word. So it, it's like a, I guess it, it, it collects, it's like an aggregate of search terms. Um, and I guess this is related to search engine optimization is what I realized. So like I, I, I encountered the tool before I understood what it was for because um, it wasn't explicitly laid out when I was introduced to it. And I played around with it, put some words in there that I, you know, are, are things that I care about, uh, mythology, uh, and then I put in the name of the blog. No, I don't think, no, I just put in struggling artist and there was like nothing, right? So I'd searched for mythology and there were a million words and phrases and things like around it. And then I put in struggling artist and it was like, it was, it was fascinating, and then I realized, oh, right, this is a, a search engine optimization. People don't search for struggling artists. They just are it. Nobody's searching for that. And I guess in that realization, I was like, right, well, what do people actually search for related to what I'm talking about, right? It feels like maybe maybe like this blog and the podcast are are, are – interesting to people but they don't they don't get to it because they're not searching for the right thing or rather I'm not offering them the connect up to get to get here like anyway I just thought well maybe I'm leaving some people on the table as it were listeners on the table I don't know uh so this like weird journey through this weird website led me to think like okay well what what do people actually search for um, and I realized it was actually the opposite, which is they search for how to make money as an artist, um, because that's the only thing anyone really wants to know. And the answer is, well, I'll tell you in a minute. <laughs> um, but that's how this blog was born, is a sort of an attempt to um, answer the question that everybody is asking. Because I'm usually answering the questions that no one is asking. Like, I'm asking the questions that no one is asking and then answering those questions, and mostly nobody cares. <laughs> I mean, you care, and I thank you so much for being one of those few people. Um, but it is like a question of how to, um, to share the message with more people, I guess. I don't know. In any case... This, this blog was kind of born out of a weird marketing exploration. So it feels a little bit crass. But also, like, I was like, I'm going to genuinely show up and give you the goods, right? Like, I don't want to 
be like one of those crass uh, listicles where they're like seven tips for making money in the arts because uh, apparently if you give people a concrete number they're much more likely to click on your link etc etc anyway it's kind of a sad weird world um, and usually like when you do click on those articles there's really nothing there etc it's a crass marketing world <laughs> Um, but hopefully this is still of interest. It's not, it's really not a listicle. Um, so here it is. It is called How to Make Money as an Artist. The answer to how to make money from your art reminds me of a joke Steve Martin used to do. The bit goes, you can be a millionaire and never pay taxes. You can have one million dollars and never pay taxes. You say, Steve, how can I be a millionaire and never pay taxes? First, get a million dollars. Now, except with art, it's a long list of things like, first, become really popular, or first, make commercially profitable work, or first, be incredibly well-connected socially, or really just the same. First, get a million dollars. If you're wondering how to make money from your art, chances are you don't have any of those things yet, because if you did, you would probably already be making money from your art, and thus we have the art-making paradox. I have read endless articles and books on this topic, and they all offer more or less the same thing in more or less optimistic language, depending on the publication. They all know that this is what everyone wants to know. So this is what they tell you, even though no one has the secret. I'm not going to lie to you. The reason why there are so many articles about how to make money from your art is because everyone wants the answer and no one knows how to do it. Aside from the Steve Martin first get a million dollars way. There are some things to try, for sure. There are possibilities and methods. Maybe one will work for you, but there are no guarantees. However, I don't want to deny what you came here for, so at the risk of repeating what every other article about this says, I will, in fact, offer you some strategies for making money on your artwork. I will be unable to avoid drawing on my experience and of other artists I've known though, so you can expect, perhaps, an uncomfortable amount of realism included. Okay, first, get a million dollars. I'm kidding, sorry, I couldn't resist. First, make art. If your art requires an upfront investment and you can make it, do it. If you can't, find ways to adapt. Like if you're a painter and you can't afford a canvas, sketch and draw for a while until you can get the canvas. Make drawings and sketches and paintings. Write novels and plays and blogs and screenplays, etc., etc. Don't think about selling any of it at first. You just have to do enough of it that it becomes part of your life. If you're a performing artist, you're going to have difficulties of a different sort. You're going to need space. Try a park, a basement, your living room, and you're going to, most likely, need other people. Finding other people who will contribute to your art without compensation is probably harder than actually making your piece. 
All I can advise here is kindness, transparency, and gratitude. That is, if you don't have any money to pay your artists, say, I don't have any money to pay you. There are those who will pretend they have money to pay artists, and then they do not have money to pay artists, and so do not pay their artists after telling their artist they would be paid. Those folks will get an unsavory reputation very quickly. Whatever your initial projects are, do not expect to make money on them. The odds are that you will not. The odds are probably such that your second and third ventures will also not make you money. But you stand a better chance the more work you make, and if you're lucky, you will cease to care quite as much about that. So, that's step one. Make your work. And I want to just pause to acknowledge that that is not easy. Making art without money is very, very difficult. I have surely talked about this in many blogs before, so I won't go into the unpredictable ways that money makes a difference, but just now, I suggest that you acknowledge that you're up against the wall and give yourself hugs. Step two. Let's say you now have a body of work. Make sure you document it, because whatever path you take with it, you're going to need the receipts on your artwork. Now you can start to think through whether you want to approach making art as a business or as a service. You can try to do both, but it, you'll likely end up split in half, as any servant of two masters does. If you pursue the business track, I'd recommend thinking through your boundaries and about what counts as art for you. If you're happy to be creative on assignment, you will likely be able to make a living. You can get a job in advertising. You can paint for an interior designer. You can write for soap operas. Being creative for a living is entirely possible. But be forewarned that this is being a creative, not being an artist. It's being artistic for money. It's not making art. And for a lot of people, this is enough. For some people, they find the balance is to be artistic for work and an artist at home. If you're interested in business, you can try selling your art, though I don't know many who find a way to make this work. Those that do tend to develop a business. They'll do design to sell their images on t-shirts, for example. But given how unwilling most people are to pay for art these days, and for art also read theater, film, dance, writing, etc., I, I don't know if you can really bank on selling. I'm not saying you can't do it. I'm just saying that it is a rare artist who can. If you're Damien Hurst, you can sell a pile of lint. But if you're not already Damien Hurst, it's not likely that you will become him. I think partly that's because those heady days of buying and selling art are kind of over, and partly because the obstacles in the way of becoming the kind of artist who sells his work are more extreme. Let's look at music, for example, and just project out for the other arts. In the pre-internet days, we sort of had a pocket of middle-class musicians. An indie band could tour and sell their records, and maybe they wouldn't be able to buy a house, but they could keep the band alive. Now, the musician middle class has virtually disappeared. There's a lot of money at the top, and nothing the rest of the way down. What I mean is, you're either getting 14 million plays on Spotify and doing pretty well, or you're getting a thousand and making chump change. 
You're either Taylor Swift or you're struggling. Selling records doesn't do it anymore. Selling paintings doesn't do it. Selling your writing is a similar problem. You can try it, of course, and you very well may be the one in a million who cracks the code, but the odds are worse than they've ever been. Taking the service route might seem like the easier path. You could start a nonprofit organization, go sing your tunes for incarcerated grandmothers, or paint puppies in peril. Probably someone has already suggested that you just get a grant for something you do. If I had a grant for every time someone suggested I get a grant, I'd have a fully funded nonprofit. Somehow the world thinks it is super easy to just get a grant. I think they think there are pots of free money just sitting around, and all an artist needs to do is to go ask for it. If only. Listen, grants are great. I started a nonprofit theater company and I am grateful for every grant check I have ever received. But there are hardly pots of money lying around waiting to be distributed. Grant makers are rare, rare birds. And finding one that happens to want to fund exactly the sort of thing you want to make is like going searching for a rose-throated Bacard. That's a rare bird from Arizona. And if you do spot one of those rose-throated grants, well, the odds of it providing you more than a tiny token portion of what you need are very slim. Can you find a grant? Sure, sure you can. But you might spend seven times as long searching for and applying for that funding as you do making your art. I promise you I'm not trying to be discouraging. I just want you to know what you're up against. Are there people who make this model work? Absolutely. They are pros at soliciting donations and establishing artistic organizations. And the better you get at it, the bigger the grants are that you become eligible for. So if it appeals to you, give it a shot. I just want you to know that it is not as simple as getting a grant. The first grant we ever received as a nonprofit theater company was for $500. We worked on that application for weeks. The labor, if we'd charged for it, would have been three times the amount of the grant, and $500 was only a drop in the bucket of what we needed. Grants aren't magic, that's all I'm saying. Can you probably pick up a grant somewhere? Probably. But I'm going to guess that you're going to need more than that to do whatever it is that you want to do. And every penny of it will probably have to go back into the project. So. Are you making money with your art? Probably not in this context. Is it hopeless to imagine you could make a living as an artist? No, it is possible. It's a little bit like some basketball players get to play in the NBA and most do not. And more and more, it is only the NBA players who are making any money, metaphorically speaking. But again, I am not telling you this to discourage you. Though I will say, if you're discourageable by me, just some struggling artist lady with a blog, I think probably a little discouragement is a good idea. The only way you're going to survive the indignities of making art in America is if you're undiscourageable. Like, if I can, 
with my little truth-telling machine prevent you from going into whatever art you're considering, it's actually a service to you. You might just decide to go to law school instead, and then later, once you have a house and a car and your kids have gone to college, you might just come on back to your art, and I will tell you that you will likely be in a much better position than those of us who have kept at it, without pause, from our youth. Do I wish I had done it that way? Nope. No one could have convinced me to take a minute away from my art, and if you're like me, I'm sorry. It is easier the other way. I am envious of those who have made other choices and have things like furniture. But I wouldn't have, couldn't have done it their way. But let's say you are like me and no one could convince you to abandon your craft. Here are some ways you can make it work. Number one, get a full-time job. Do your art at night or whatever arrangement of the day you find. Some of the happiest artists I know have full-time office jobs. Others have full-time teaching positions. Two, it's the gig economy. Gig it up. Have six jobs. I've done it. It's crazy. But if you're trying to prioritize your art, sometimes it's good to more or less make your own schedule so you can build in a rehearsal day or whatever. I know a Broadway actor who became a handyman so he could grab a gig when he had the time. When thinking about day jobs, I recommend Carol Lloyd's book, Creating a Life Worth Living, and consider whether or not it will be beneficial for you to do your day job in the big tent of your art or to do something entirely separate. Like, if you want to be a circus performer, would you be happy with a gig as a ticket seller at the circus, or will it hurt your heart to be around the thing you love and not in it? Anyway, jobs, gigs, support careers, they're a reality for most of us. Other avenues to consider are things like crowdfunding. Crowdfunding, when it first came up in its digital form, was thought to be the future of the arts. It has not turned out to be the panacea it was hoped it would be. But there are ways to crowdfund your work. See also Amanda Palmer's astonishing Kickstarter album, followed by her great success on Patreon. But in order for crowdfunding to work in those magical ways, you have to have a crowd that is already in your corner. If you're not already popular, crowdfunding is a lot trickier. Amanda Palmer killed it on those platforms because she already had a giant committed fan base when she joined. Personally, I get the bulk of my support on Patreon. I don't have a crowd, per se, but I do have some really dedicated supporters, and if you can find even just a few of those, they can make a tremendous amount of difference. If you have people in your life who are willing to help you out, I highly recommend letting them. I've known a lot of artists who felt like they couldn't accept offers of support or patronage, and without that avenue, your options for funding your work are really few. I wish it were not so, but it is. Art is important. If you have to make it, you will find a way. If you let people help you make it, it will be a lot easier. Now, a lot of arts support organizations will likely not enjoy this post. They will strenuously argue for their efficacy at giving artists the skills they need to make money. 
These organizations are some of the top creators of the how to make money posts and books and podcasts, etc. It's how they justify paying all that rent or those salaries for those organizations. Many of these art support places are very invested in the possibility of magical money that will come to the artists that work hard at the skills they have to offer. I would love it if this were so. I have taken nearly every workshop these sorts of organizations have to offer. Marketing for artists, grant writing for artists, touring, social media for artists, budgeting for artists, PR for artists, databases for artists. You can know how to do all of those things and still never see a sustainable dime. You can make good work, do bang-up support for it, and still never find sustainability or even a break. It doesn't reflect on your quality. It is really and truly the luck of the draw. Not all art is marketable. Not all art makes money. You should play the game if you want and have to, but if it doesn't fly, it's probably not you. It's just that very few things fly. Even a million dollars isn't a guarantee. However, it does up your odds significantly. So, to really improve your chances of making money from your art, first, get a million dollars. Yeah, so just FYI, my, my ploy to get a bunch of views did, did not work in any way. So I'm just going to stick with my, my, uh, my usuals <laughs> or just whatever comes to me. Uh, I, I, making choices for marketing doesn't always fly for me. In fact, it almost never does. <laughs> um, so uh, the song for today is, um, well, I feel like I've gone, you know, money is on, on, on my mind quite often. So I have gone through a fair amount of my money songs uh, that are in my repertoire or close to my repertoire. <laughs> uh, but so I, I have come now to uh, an ABBA song. And uh, this is the Money, Money, Money song uh, by ABBA, which is a song that I was not really familiar with before I made this piece about money uh, back in 2005. Um, I made this show called The Great God Money, uh, which was a, um, a sort of mythological look at how we think about money and the, the stories around money, um, etc. Anyway, it was a musical. Um, and my co-composer, uh, music director, uh, music guy on that show um, made a pre-show mix of money songs. I actually think we also used it in the in the devising of the piece, um, that sort of collection. It's like a mix CD because we, you know, we didn't we didn't we were past having mixed tapes, but it was um, a couple of of CDs of songs about money. Um, and that's where I, I really got to know this ABBA song. I think we ended up using it in the pre-show setup. You know, we, we played a lot of music, but then this was the last one, I think, before we started the show. Um, so it, um, it really feels like that show to me. Like, I feel like it's part of the musical, even though it's 
it was really not. Um, yeah, so it's it's funny that it is so closely identified with this money making show that I made. Um, partly because it it was really appropriate to the the piece at the time and what it was about and stuff. So um, so here 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 I am recording it in just a moment um, before I play that for you. Uh, just to remind you, if you like the podcast, please tell a friend, uh, put a five stars on the old Apple podcast thing, write a review if you like, or anywhere you're subscribed. Um, I, I don't know how they collect these kinds of things. Um, but I think, I think it helps people find the podcast. Maybe that's what, that's what the other podcasters say on their podcast. So I'm just going to assume it's true. Um, you can also chip in uh, to help this particular podcaster make a, a, a money, a money <laughs> on her art. Um, so far, not really happened, but, you know, uh, hope springs eternal. So the ways to do that would be on PayPal. You're, it's a, a struggling artist on PayPal. And then there's Kofi where it's Emily R. Davis. And then you could also become my patron on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash Emily R. Davis. And that, I believe, is all the places. Thank you so much for listening. Um, this was a long one, huh? And here is ABBA's Money, Money, Money. I work all night, I work all day to pay the bills I have to pay. Ain't it sad? And still there never seems to be a single penny left for me. That's too bad. In my dreams, I have a plan. If I got me a wealthy man, I wouldn't have to work at all. I'd fool around. Have a ball. Money, money, money must be funny in a rich man's world. Money, 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 always sunny in a rich man's world. Aha! To be free, I bet he wouldn't fancy me. That's too bad. So I must leave. I have to go to Las Vegas or Monaco and win a fortune in a game. My life will never be the same. Money, money, money. 